How's it going, universe? Coming to you straight from the beautifully named cities of San Carlos Negros Occidental, Clark Pampanga, Makati Metro Manila, and Cainta Rizal. Welcome to the Tres Amigos podcast show with your host, Lee, Raji, and Nico. All right, what's up? Hey, man. What's up, guys? Hello. Okay, good so... Good evening, good evening. Right now, it's at 8.07 when we're recording this, so... Um, regarding, uh, depending on like what time you guys are listening to the podcast, uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Um, so yeah, my name's Nico Noira. To my virtual left is Lee Lakson. To my digital right is Raji Guevara. What's up? Hello. Hey. All right. All right. Just a uh, quick briefer on who we are. We're basically just three longtime friends with like a shitload to say and a bit of time to sit down and talk about it. So, Tamea, we're glad you decided to join us as we basically have our usual kalakohan uh, conversations about sports, gaming, life, and yes, the thing the world needs a lot more of right now, love. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the three of us, we've been friends for a little over a decade. And, you know, in that time, we've had some of the most weird, random, useless, useful, heartfelt um Serious and downright sub-bomb. <laughs> Medjo, you know? Medjo useless sometimes. But we still go at it. No, it's, um, been, yeah, it's so, been good, good years. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, in the past roughly like five years, our time together has been a bit reduced because uh, Lee moved back to his hometown in like the legit south of Negros. <laughs> and uh, Raji sort of semi-relocated himself for work. Most of his time is in Clark Pampanga, which is like a couple of hours north of Manila. Um, he also lived in the States for a year. So, you know, in that time, we didn't really see each other physically as often. Uh, right now, sometimes, I, I mean, you know, before this whole pandemic, weekends for me and Raj were kind of like the only times we hung out. And then whenever Lee swung by uh, Luzon, yeah, uh, we made the it a point to see each other. Oh, parang nga. We made it a point to really see each other as well. But now since like the pandemic... Uh, happened. Uh, we kind of figured out. Um, I literally haven't seen these guys in months. You know, last time I saw Raji was in March. Last time I saw Lee was Valentine's Day. Mm. So we figured, I guess, parang maybe it's it's some it's a like this podcast might be a way for us to like hang out and share our thoughts with others. Also, I can actually quote uh, Raji. Uh, starting this thing. So, uh, the day was September 17, 2020 at 8.20pm. Wow, you got <laughs> and the I quote, time. Okay. Mismo. Uh, I want to show Raji how to quote someone. Eh. Uh, <laughs> so, Mr. Rafael Jose said, I just had the greatest, stupidest idea. How about a Tres Amigos podcast or Twitch channel? Yeah, to yeah. which Lee and I were pretty much were like on board with it, no? You know, yeah, actually, we just jumped know, on it. Yeah, looking back, guys, I mean, like you you mentioned, Meeks, that it's, we've been friends for the longest time. And honestly, you guys are two of the people that I have some of my best conversations with. No. And it's really, you know, it's just very it's just very natural. And, you know, why not just share it with people, right? You know, just, we're just being ourselves, you know, going about our usual stuff. So glad me that we're small, me this small. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess like for our uh, for our listening audience, maybe we should give a quick, quick, quick briefer on who we are, like individually. Let's start with like oldest to youngest, Leandro. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm the oldest. Wow, wow. 
Alright, I'm Lee and just to give a brief background, I work in agriculture and aquaculture. So my family... What does that mean in like layman's terms? So I can be more specific on what I grow. So I grow, my family business grows sugar canes and shrimp. Nice. Yeah, from trying to become a photographer, I decided to become a a farmer. Yeah, such a you know that yeah. career track uh, not necessarily you know no it's not it's not the same path for at sure all. it's just like I took a huge turn somewhere and was like all right I'm in a whole different profession right now but you know all for the best though yeah for the best and but the thing is I've I've always grown up ah I've always been a city boy and I, I also like tech and gaming of course tech He's and gaming city boy. For, yeah, okay, so from from now on, Lee and uh, like, parang for now, and forevermore, Lee for me is now the city boy. <laughs> city boy in a farm. Yeah, no, dude. I'm sure that was a big adjustment, though. When did you move? Was that 2015? No, that was or? that was like five years ago. Officially, years yeah. Ago. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, officially, I would have moved here. <laughs> wow, what timing, man? Really? Wow. October yeah, 11th. Yep. Wow. Yep, man. So I mean, I, just, I, when you move, I remember. I remember the date. I told myself, this is the date I'll always remember that I moved back to Negros. My so, dude, I remember October 11 because of like the parent trap. <laughs> That's the birthday of <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's character, <laughs> the twins. Oh, Your birthday is on October 11. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else from you? Ah, good. I think that's You're good. good. All right. So since we're going by age, I'm the middle one of the group. Hi. So as I said a while ago, my name's Nico. Hi, Nico. Uh, I work for... Hi, Nico. Hello. I work for a digital marketing agency. I'm a photographer. Uh, on the side, I like to cook a lot. Uh, I'm really into food, into basketball, into... Uh, for the past few years, I've been into K-pop. Like, it's kind of been taken over my life. Oh yeah, he's really into K-pop. <laughs> I think that's an understatement, dude. <laughs> it's kind of an... It is an understatement, man. Like, this whole weird black hole of K-pop, I did yeah, not expect I have, I have a feeling, Nix, you're not into K-pop. You are K-pop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not K-pop. <laughs> like, let's just set the record straight. <laughs> Parang... <laughs> I only I'm I'm very obsessed with like one segment, like one aspect of K-pop. I can't say that uh, like on a holistic view that I'm there yet, but you know. Okay, we'll okay. see. Yeah. It's been good so far. Uh, I've been talking a lot. I'm gonna pass the mic to Raj. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm um, honorably the youngest among the the tres amigos. I hope uh, I hope that's a compliment. <laughs> but no, I think I think one of the Teams that we have is like like what Nico mentioned is uh, you know movement. So I also moved to Pampanga from Manila um, back in twenty oh my god twenty fourteen like right after graduation. I still remember it like it was yesterday. So I'm in the I'm more in the engineering and the manufacturing uh, industry. So we do semiconductors and uh, in layman's terms, Nick, I'm going to preempt you already. But in layman's for term, sure, <laughs> they're the little. The little items that go into like our everyday uh, products, like phones, and to more complex things like even airplanes or cars. So it's more it's heavy on the engineering side because um, that's what I also studied. Um, but it's been a, it's been a good six years, honestly. Like 
I think, six years. Yeah, man. Wow, honestly, six years. I think, I think I think Lee can empathize that it's it's heck scary to move and to transition and all these new things and change. But you know, I'd like to think that um, you know, I'd like to think that we're getting by and doing well with ourselves, gentlemen. Um, oh yes, so think, more uh, more or less. <laughs> good good for us, you know. Um, but yeah, like I guess on the side, uh, even though I'm an engineer, I am a low-key um, frustrated writer. I think you guys might know that I've tried writing. Um, I can attest to that. Short stories in the past, you know. And oh, even he also likes writing journalism. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico can attest to that too. I love to. Quote I will you. never. Sorry, no. <laughs> I, let me cut you off there. I will never attest to that. Raji is like the worst at getting quotes. <laughs> Okay. S- selectively, Nick. Selectively. Sobra. <laughs> but yeah, Just for context, guys, this guy, like, he'll quote you, but he'll take away context. So it kind of sounds bad. But only for me. Everyone else, he kind of <laughs> gets right. It's it's selective love, honestly. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I mean, maybe actually one episode, I can read some of your quotes from past Oh, years. dear God. <laughs> I'm never going to... I'm never going to air that. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> oh, Alright. But yeah, that's a little bit about us. I guess if we would uh, jump straight to the theme today. Um, there, Actually, even though we've been best friends for the longest time, I think um, some of the common things that we enjoy um, would be gaming. I think Lee alluded to that a little bit um, earlier. But I think it's just something that we have a common language in, I mean, to varying degrees. And I'd like to think that it's a very apt topic right now, given where we are in this pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, what are your thoughts on that, right? I mean, it's a, it's a way, it's an outlet. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, there's been a, a rise of gaming these these past few months. Since I like that you pandemic. mentioned... Yeah, go ahead. I like, I like that you mentioned, Raji, that... Uh, the three of us, we can uh, attest and speak to this topic to varying degrees. Because mm. uh, you can really see like, in terms of like how deep into gaming we are. I'd, I'd like to believe that Leandro, among the three of us, is like the most uh, most versed into gaming. Oh, I just like playing the, different kind of games. Oh, and on the other side of the spectrum, like the most casual <laughs> among the three of us would be me. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what are your thoughts on that, guys? Especially, I think specifically where we are now, what what's happening in the world with COVID nineteen and just being indoors. Like, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, resorting or thriving in the gaming space? I think it was inevitable. I mean, gaming has been around for the longest time and it's just been rising more and more every year now that we're all forced to stay at home inside uh... yeah it gives people the opportunity to try new games right mm-hmm. like you have that free time you figure like hey i haven't played this game on the switch let me try it out especially like this year it started out with Alamo crossing new horizon yeah mm-hmm. where so mm-hmm. many people just got into that that was huge, honestly. Uh, that was a huge surprise for me, man. That was like, wow. I didn't think a lot of people would get into that. And like, it's not just the people who are into Animal Crossing's like prior releases. Exactly. As in, uh, yeah. Like a whole new, uh, 
I don't want to say generation, but like a whole new batch of people who got interested into the into the to the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me, I've never I've never played an Animal Crossing game, but <laughs> I said, you know what? Why not try it? And then next thing I knew, Raji was playing it. Nico, oh boy, Nico. <laughs> Nico jumped got in. Got a switch to play yeah. Animal Crossing. Oh wow! I remember. I remember it like when. Okay, so just for. Just to, for everyone to know, I had no intentions at the start of the year to, you know, the, to to get on this whole gaming <laughs> thing. I haven't had, I haven't had a console in years. Uh, parang I sold my, I, I sold my PS3 uh, sometime last year, and prior to that, well, parang it wasn't being used. Mm. Uh, be, but because of the pandemic, you know, what they said a while ago. Um, a mix of FOMO, I guess, because I just I just kept seeing people post about like where to get a switch, where to get a switch, and there was like a scarcity. Uh, yeah, there was there was a scarcity yeah. of switch. There you go. Like, it was like, so intense because of all the COVID, right? So the production oh. slowed down. And like from the like the reason, it 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 honestly felt like the the hype culture, like the shoe game. Kind of a bit of that dynamic sort of spilled over to gaming, because people were like upselling, like marking up uh, second-hand switches by like a good 15% because yeah. you know you couldn't get it anywhere else because yeah. supply really just wasn't there. Hey, what else? I myself. Do, right? Oh, I was victim to that for some reason. Uh, I guess because people were talking about it and I had nothing to do early stages of the pandemic and the lockdown i was like dude i don't have a console i'm getting bored i'm getting so bored yeah but did you get a pretty good deal nix yeah i i moved mountains to find like the best deal that i could uh i i basically like like i i played all these resellers that were uh hitting me up parang i was telling them that uh i have this Someone's offering me for this price. Can you match it or beat it? And then I kind of just pitted them to get uh, against each other until I got like a price that I was actually <laughs> willing to pay. <laughs> hey man, that's good bargaining. Oh, I mean, you got. I, I think you got to do what you got to do. Like the switch is a good investment too. Dude. I think it's relatively early in its uh, the life lifespan. So I think I think you'll get a good back bang for your buck there. Honestly. Yeah, how, for sure. How old is the switch now? Let me let me check that. I would guess three, like, years. three, three yeah. years. Three years. Nintendo Switch. I, I got mine last year during 11-11 from Shopee. So that was a pretty good buy too. Oh, yeah. You got a pretty good discount there too, right? Yeah. 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 The Nintendo Switch is three, over three years old. Wow. Like the first time I saw a Switch was like for my office mate. But the first time I actually got to play was in Baholod. Lee oh, yeah, Switch. Yeah, 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 I remember oh, yeah. We, play, we played that uh, one-two Switch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, the party that's the party game, game right? Yeah, that party game. Oh, uh, yeah. So, that's it. the Switch has been here relatively a while, but not like it's not like a grandfather machine. Yeah. And I, no. I, I'd like to think that the lifespan of a certain console or handheld thing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I guess it's around eight years. My PS4 has been with me forever. Yeah, I, I think a good console can last for at least within 10 years. Like their lifespans, yeah. at least within 10 years. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to go dig dig deep. But but I, I'm like, yeah, the Switch is in its uh, 
middle years already, reaching its middle years. Like it's not a baby, but it's not yet like ready to go. Oh, out. Man. <laughs> I, think, I think it it's just still a- in like grade school or something. Yeah, it, I think it just appeals to a lot of people because it's so easy to use. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can just bring it with you anytime, and then you can just uh, dock it at home and then enjoy it with your TV. It's just me small. It just seems so seamless and so yeah. e- easy. And I'm and I'm also like. Okay, what else am I thinking of? <laughs> Actually, Lee, to that point, I'd like to commend Nintendo, man. Those guys are true innovators, I feel. Uh, uh, yes, like, that's it. That's this it. Switch, this Switch really revolutionized for me, like the handheld uh, industry. You know, with oh, yeah, there, that's what I was going to go for. With, also, with the rise of mobile, mm-hmm. having a console that you can bring with you anywhere just feels like, you know, something you can like bring around, easily game with friends. And, and just have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess just for, for those who don't know, right? I think Animal Crossing is a nice place to start because it's safe to say three of us uh, played or are playing it or, you know, might get back to it in the future. It's it's a game where you're basically in an island and um, you basically build your own island up and you interact with villagers like Nico loves... Um, what's her name? Eunice? And... Uh, CJ, no. I believe, I believe, right? It was no, my favorite the pink panda who wants to be a pop star. <laughs> Pinky. Uh, uh, Pinky? Pinky's my girl. Pinky's my girl. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, but the, the game is nice. I, at, at least for me, I love it how you can basically make it your own. You input your own character. Like, um, yeah. yeah my, my take was, I think you guys know, but there's this custom uh, feature wherein you can create... Um, uh, shirt designs or any design and share it online. Oh, um, yeah, you, you made yeah. a good number. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the designer feature, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the designer feature. I'm a diehard Assassin's Creed fan and I use that to create or recreate all of the costumes of each assassin throughout history. And I know it sounds petty, but my god, I mean, it, it really helped, uh, you know, create the creative juices and just my personal satisfaction. So, good times, honestly, good times. Oh yeah, they were. When was like were when was like the last time you guys played Animal Crossing though? Oh it's man, been it's been months. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a it's while. Been, it's been months. I'm like I'm just ready for my villagers to get mad at me. They'll be like, "Hey, I haven't seen you for months." Where exactly. Have you been? I'm so afraid for that confrontation, like in the middle of the town, being like, "Oh, the weeds have grown. <laughs> people have, people have, uh, people left." Okay, like. For me, my experience with that, um, for a while, I was like pretty much playing it every day because I didn't, like, I was sort of like um, suspended from work because of the whole situation, right? Um, and then when I got like reinstated, uh, work got busy. Uh, so I didn't really play Animal Crossing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to randomly start again when they introduced that firework thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did, go when to, I, we did go to Rachi's island for that firework. Oh, the So when I when I started the game, like my island was just super trash. Sans <laughs> Southern Hemisphere, shout out. And and I felt like the disappointment of my villagers. Everyone kept going like, you know, we haven't talked in so long, and I'm like, <laughs> I hope your feelings aren't hurt, man. But you know, trabajo is trabajo. <laughs> 
Hey man, those villagers are very cheap too. They don't like help out when you're like building anything, like bread. And then, <laughs> and then one of them actually left when I got back. Yeah. So when, when I restarted the game, uh, I had this new villager that I didn't approve of. His name's Boomer. So now I have a Boomer <laughs> in my village. Oh, it's on the, the island. That's the penguin, right? That's the penguin. Oh, <laughs> penguins seem to like get. They're drawn to my island for some reason. I have like three you penguins. Have a lot. Yeah, you have a lot. Uh, I mean, Raji got the best one. He got he got like Raymond joining his. Everybody uh, loves Raymond. Got it. I'm still trying to understand, like, what the hype about this cat is. No, I think it's just because a lot of people like cats, so he's one of the newer ones. So they wanted to hype him up. I'll be honest though, Lee. Like with all this hype, I didn't really see anything outstanding from Raymond. <laughs> really, Raymond exposed. He's, he's really, he's really just. Just there, you know. He's oh, oh Raji, you're gonna get some heat. <laughs> louder, Raji. No, man, I I appreciate you for saying that. You know, louder like, for the people in the back. I think Aaron Burr said, "Be divisive, not indecisive." So this is correct. Spark no, controversy, but that's my stand, you know. No, but and I my favorite. I support you on that. Well, for me, my favorite is Sherb. I know Sherb. Sherb. No, not Sherb. It's a Dom, the, sh no, the, the sheep. sheep, the sheep with the nice eyes. <laughs> the eyes that the look spark, like it's always gonna cry. One? It's the it's the one that looks like it's always gonna cry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I would take him over Raymond anytime. Wow, that's a bold statement too. I mean, what? I mean, he's a he's a he's a sheep. He's a ram, and he's he, and he's supposed to be a jock. And I'm like, oh, aren't you the cutest? Thinking you're so strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. You know, actually, how, how would you like classify this game? Like, what would you call it? Oh, yeah, what right? Animal Crossing? Yeah, like yeah, like what genre of game would that be? What is it? I say it's part sandbox because you can kind of do anything you want, and it's also part life simulation, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Gets the one. It's not like super The Sims. No, it's not like The Sims. Not but, exactly like The Sims, but oh, but there's like some like some aspect of it is simmy. Yeah, there's the whole idea that you can do something in the world in any way that you want, and it's not like Harvest Moon, but it's kind of Harvest Moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of Harvest Moon. I mean, they only yeah. recently added like um, pumpkins to like harvest. Are really? The there's a there's a new yeah there's like something new to grow crop. yeah oh, cool. oh wow cool okay maybe you should check that out i'm still waiting on like a cooking update because my kitchen honestly oh yeah is yeah like... yeah that, i i know that's what you were aiming for right nix you were like I've... waiting for like a cooking update because you made this really nice kitchen okay so like my very initial appeal for Animal Crossing was because of K-pop. Yeah, like, you never made a shrine, Meeks. You never made a shrine. I? I was supposed to like design a shrine for uh, the group, the uh, the two groups that I like, Twice and Luna. But then uh, somewhere along the way, I got like really obsessed with just making the perfect kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you know you could cook anything in it. It was just aesthetically pleasing for me to just go all out on a kitchen yeah you know yeah, so aside from that mix i also blame um uh, nook's cranny again i'm gonna ride the controversial wave <laughs> here but, uh, 
dear. I'm gonna blame the capitalist mindset of Nook's cranny and the, the Able Sisters. Yeah, maybe it's hard to build a shrine when you don't have stuff to use to build with. <laughs> oh yeah, Nook's cranny is like limited. They don't want to show you everything they have. And then you have to go there every day. Yeah. I guess you I guess you mention uh you mentioned controversial figures mm. in Animal Crossing. Raji, I know you're itching to Oh yeah, his favorite. Start, Who's your favorite? Oh, start throwing go ahead, start throwing dirt on that dude. Your favorite a museum curator. <laughs> you know, okay, for for the longest time. <laughs> Look at him. He's going at it. For the longest time I had a um, an annoyance with blathers, right? And I, Are and you I get, sure annoyance is the proper I, I'm term? I'm going to get flamed for this, right? But um, I, I'll be honest with you, it's not as intense as it, as it once was. I think right now who I, I target more would be uh, Mabel from from the, the tailor shop. Just because Mabel doesn't Does she follow you? Yeah, doesn't have the concept of personal space. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus, right? Social distancing. I don't think she got the memo. Oh yeah, she didn't. She doesn't even wear a mask, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah. I I do want to, I guess, jump off a little bit here. I know Nix, you mentioned that um, what's this? That um, you're on the other end of the spectrum in terms of game. Oh, uh, definitely. What types, what types of genres do you uh, like or do you look for in games? Me personally, uh, I, I can't say first-person shooters are my jam because I have the worst aim ever. Mm-hmm. So FPSs are out. Uh, sport, I, honestly, I, I feel like I'm a very big proponent of like sports games. Mm. When when I when I had consoles, like I was the one who bought every NBA Live every oh, year, man. and then the two Ks. Uh, a bit of FIFA. Uh, one year, I got bored at the Data Blitz. I bought a, an NHL. Whoa, wow, an NHL. Then, Whoa, and okay. like, nice. Hockey is not hockey is not my jam sport, but like you know, you kind of get sick of of career mode in in 2K. So averaging a figured, double in career mode. Oh, medyo easy masyadun eh. So, how about let's challenge ourselves with a sport that you literally know nothing about aside from like what you saw in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Is that what inspired you to play the game, Nix? A bit? Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Parang for the majority of what I had, uh, like, uh, this is a PS3 title pa, NHL, I think 13 or 14, something like that. I, I pretty much just play the Anaheim Mighty Ducks <laughs> because uh, because they were the familiar one. <laughs> you know, Nix, you mentioned about uh, 2K, live in 2K. I, I, I was also that guy, Gino and I, my brother, we would always buy every year's uh, release or title. But I, I don't remember the time where it suddenly didn't become a necessity. Like, I don't remember the time where I transitioned from NBA Live to NBA 2K and when I stopped buying 2K in general just because I think every game was just an updated roster from the last. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, yeah. sentiment, you know? I think, uh, I think that, hap- like, the transition of majority of us from, like, Live to 2K happened some, somewhere around, like, 2009 or something. 
Because EA, EA had like a very terrible mm. uh, development of the game uh, yeah, for the live there series. A, there was a time when live was more popular, right? Yeah. For yeah. sure, for sure. There was a and time. Then, and then, uh, yon, eventually, I think EA kind of just dropped the, <laughs> dropped the proverbial ball on the, <laughs> the live series. Yeah. And... <clears throat> It couldn't really keep up with um, the better features and like the and whatever else mode that the uh, 2K offered. And then I think what really killed it at like the start of the end, telega, was when they released the Jordan version. Oh, okay. Oh, that Michael Jordan tribute uh, edition of uh, of 2K. And then totally, totally, I think after that. You know what game I miss? I miss. What's uh, up? NBA Street. You remember the original? Oh, NBA, NBA Street. So yeah, man. <laughs> NBA Street was so good. Yeah. Like that's Especially because, like, you know. 2004, I think? 2003? Oh, it's like that. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, that was so Before fun. that, before that, there was a game that I super liked. Uh, it's called NBA Ballers. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember uh, that. So, another iteration of, like, the street ball type of gameplay. 2001. But the sound. For me, like that was one of the best soundtracks oh, from uh, NBA. That game. <laughs> uh, I, I went through pretty much all the iterations of young basketball games because that's kind of primarily why I play video. <laughs> like that's my my video game of choice. I think basketball in general. How 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 about you, Lee? What uh, types of games do you do you like? Me, uh my primary, like my fair, very, I like my choice would definitely be like RPG games. I like I like anything that has a good story in it. Like I think the very reason why I bought a PlayStation was to play Final Fantasy IX. Oh wow, nine is uh, nine. Who was the main character in nine? Was that uh, uh, his name was uh, Zidane? Uh, oh, okay. Zidane, I forgot Zidane. He was basically um, this kid that had a monkey tail, and I I always liked Final Fantasy. Like I, I remember I would go to a friend's house to play Final Fantasy set, ah, Final Fantasy Eight. Then when Final Fantasy Nine was coming out, I was given a gift of a PlayStation One, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna play a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> so yeah, every every so that's one of the things that really got me into gaming. The stories, but I can still remember like the very first console I ever played was the Nintendo's. I know it's the Super Nintendo, the red one, and the Super, yeah, the Super Nintendo. No, 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 the Super Nin- the Super NES. It's the purple one. Wow, that's oh, the way gray back. and purple one. Yeah, gray and purple, <laughs> and the game that I played there was Donkey Kong Country Three. I think it was Three. Was it Donkey okay. Kong? So yeah, and that was like a platformer game, in which I had no clue what it was about. But all I knew was like I I was controlling some monkeys, collecting bananas and trying to be the boss. <laughs> simple, so, simple times, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was simple. So that's probably why I was also like, when Crash Bandicoot came out. Oh yeah, that one. I just oh, kept classic. playing that game. I just classic. kept playing that game. But I don't know, because I hear like. Ever since people, uh, ever since the game was re-released, people keep complaining that it was really hard. So I'm like, as a kid, 
was I failing that much? <laughs> I just didn't notice because I had so much free time. <laughs> Sometimes it, it makes me wonder actually if we replayed the games that we played when we were kids, would we have a harder time now? <laughs> or... No, real talk. I think, I think all of us would like super smoke the games that we used to play. <laughs> it depends. I think... It depends. I mean, maybe we could try Crash Bandicoot again, but there are just so many new games out there. I'm just like, hmm, do I want to play it again? Hmm. But yeah, um, what other games do I play? You know, uh, Lee, uh, the tangent on that, uh, on your Crash Bandicoot reference, I remember <clears throat> I used to classify a certain type of hero, like uh, like Crash, you know. I don't know if yeah. you ever, if you guys ever played. I think it was Sucker Punch's Sly Cooper. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good. That was a good I, game. I, I, I love the Sly Cooper series, and then uh, Ratchet and Clank. For some oh. reason, I would always classify those cartoonish heroes as under one bucket. Uh, they had a certain charm about them, you know. Oh, yeah. But a I mean, Sly Cooper and Sly Cooper. I mean, Sucker Punch created uh, Sly Cooper, and then they now created what was that? What's this game recently? Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, Sucker Punch has leveled up in. in yeah, I mean the detail detail of that game, man. It's it's just different. Have you played it, Raj? No, but I've seen. Uh, honestly, Gino wanted to play it. I'm at this point where I only watch him play these long games. But um, yeah, we unfortunately we didn't get it this time. No, it's a it's it's another open world, man. It's something that you might just get lost in. Even I can't seem to get myself to finish it right away. It's this. It's some. It's kind of overwhelming, but it's beautiful. It's like if you want the if you want to see feudal Japan. Am I, am I getting the period right? But yeah, during the time when there were uh, samurais and and stuff like that, it's just. Is it like Skyrim level of open world? I, I think enough, just enough. It's not like Skyrim. Like Skyrim. It's open world, and wherever you went, someone's gonna ask, "Hey, can you do this for me?" Yeah. Really Time, sir, could you give me a answer my quest? I need your help. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least bring out the voices, man. <laughs> and then you gotta go Fusroda. Fusroda. Yeah, yeah. Then you just use your dragon breath to push them away, right? <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> it's not like that in uh, Ghost of Tsushima. It's just like. Help me! I'm being attacked by Mongols. <laughs> okay, I, I just wanted to bring it up since I mentioned Skyrim. Mm. I think that game came out like 20, like 11. Ni oh. Nico, I still remember Skyrim and you. You never oh. finished that game. You stopped as soon as you went to the first crypt. Exactly. I bet that, that's the exact story I wanted to share. Like, uh, so Lee gave me the the game Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, for I think my birthday or Christmas, because the game I think it the was game Christmas. released a month before my birthday, and then uh, so you know I started going at it, and it was pretty fun, and then I was led to like this quest where I, I had to become like a vampire or something, <laughs> and and then you know it brought me to like uh, like this dungeon with it was a, it was such a dark a dark ass dungeon. <laughs> And me, this I think this is why I'm into sports games because in a sports game you can't die. <laughs> I'm such a chicken. 
honestly, I'm chicken shit talaga when it comes to like games that have like a health bar or something. Because <laughs> I was so afraid that my character would die. I just stopped the game. I ejected the CD. I put it back in the case. I didn't touch it. So, uh, at least on my save file for the past what nine years, ten years, my my, my character is still in that dungeon in the dark. Man, that's that's intense stuff. That is sad. No, that is bad. very sad, Neeks. I thought you would like finish that game, go through everything, kill a dragon. No, man. man, like <laughs> I only got up to foo. I don't know what Ross, uh, <laughs> what Roda feels like. Okay, you know uh, it's 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 so cool you mentioned the dragons because I, I I I'll never forget that feeling. I think Skyrim was the only game that did that for me. But you know you're you're going on horseback across a plane and then suddenly you see like a shadow of a dragon over you <laughs> and like you know if you're not leveled up properly you wanna try <laughs> hiding and stuff. <laughs> yeah, good times honestly. You know like I'm also the same with the uh, the Last of Us. See, I know the story of the Last of Us, but it's not because I finished the game. It's because I watched the playthrough. Oh, the Last of uh, Us. I so know the last the, the Last of Us is like a game that uh, you control like you know this old dude and this little girl and uh you know at the at the major early part of the story um see see naughty dog the developer decided to like throw in these things called the clickers right yeah and the clickers for me were like oh man pass so <laughs> i borrowed the i borrowed the game the last of us from leandro um for a few like i think for a week uh, I borrowed it for a week and I was like I just wanted to try it out yeah I think and, you didn't uh, finish it too I didn't finish it man like when when it came to the point of the game where I had to like face the clickers for the first time that's why you were being chased by some guys with guns so in addition to people chasing me with guns there are these like monster things that I had no control over whatsoever I was just like, screw this, eject the CD, put it back in the case, return it to Lee. <laughs> then I went on YouTube, I just watched the playthrough. <laughs> okay, okay, noted, Neeks, noted. Man, I'm gonna stick to 2K. Well, okay. maybe. You, you know, Neeks, The Last of Us also has a sequel, right? Mm. I know the story of the sequel. Oh, you do? And that's one of the oh. games I played during the pandemic, too. Yeah, but it's because again, because I watched the playthrough. You know that that I, I never played it, but uh, and I, of course I don't want to spoil anything. But I think I would defer to Lee on what he can say, just in general how he felt about the sequel. Well, the sequel it's very div- divisive, right? Yeah. That's the word divisive because yeah, right there word. are just certain characters that the pe- that people like. Um, really got close with during the first game and the second game it just felt different it just felt different with that particular character but what i can say is that it was it was a great story i think it was a great story a lot of a number of people don't didn't like it but personally with with regards to the theme which was about revenge which was mismo about revenge i think it was the it was the right approach it had to give these different perspectives so that you could see that revenge is really like an endless cycle, but there's only one way to end. And but there's there is a way to end it. It has to come from the person. 
But yeah, I, I have to say that's one of the more game. That was one of the games I really enjoy playing. I played it at least three times. Wow. I think, uh, I think people got like stuck with this idea of who Ellie was for that game. I think so. I think so. Like they they wanted Ellie to still kind of be within the that kind of character. Oh, uh, and then when she kind of went apeshit. Yeah, but in the second, but it just makes sense to me. Like, why would she? Why she turned that way? It's because. Revenge. Shit happened. Shit oh, happened. something shit happened. You think man. about it. That world is shit. And would you survive? Would you stay sane throughout your entire life in that and kind that, of setting? No. But that feeling kind of festers as you grow up. So, uh, like, I agree with you. See, Ellie, the, the way she was portrayed in like the second one. It, how else do you think a person would grow up? Yeah, to be? in that kind of setting, I don't. I don't think like the teenage Ellie would stay the same in that kind of setting. Oh, no. Like teenage Ellie would stay the same if everything were normal, but in that world, no, no, man. Yeah, you know, actually, um, I'm like I'm with Nico there that I only watched the playthrough uh, on YouTube or you know following how my brother played it. Yeah, but, I am never gonna play that game. No, but huh? I, I think among among other games, The Last of Us really plays or paints a good picture. Eh? I think also going back to um, you know the, the pandemic and stuff, it's sort of like a simulation, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, like an extreme simulation. Extreme simulation, <laughs> but like. You know, it happens, honestly. Uh, obviously, there are no clickers here in the real world. Yeah, Raji, I was about to say, if I start hearing clicks in my house, <laughs> well, I'm going to panic. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like, honestly, when you're put in that really desperate situation, the carnal emotions of uh, humanity comes out, come out, actually. So it's, it's a very nice story or a very nice way to portray that, I feel, you know. I, I personally like the divisiveness, um, at, at least from what I know. Oh, yeah, I like the divisiveness. I mean, it just generates conversation, makes you want to understand the other person's perspective of the game or how did they interpret the story. Yeah. Like, I, I, like that game, like, uh, that game had a lot of discussion, like, whether they liked the ending or not, how did you, how did they like certain developments and stuff like that yeah I, 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 I like talking to I like talking to people like about the game nice. when when it was uh, when it was released like when I finished it I, I had to wait till someone like finished it too so that I could like discuss certain topics that nice. I noticed yeah. in the game because that game is great to watch like Nix you don't need to play it you can watch other people play it it's like I definitely probably will. <laughs> it's definitely something that you can appreciate. Also, if you like cinematography, I, I saw like certain scenes, certain um, recurring themes dur- during the 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 play th- my playthrough that I was like, wow, this is basically an interactive vi- movie that I'm playing right now. Yeah, it's just yeah. done so well. Yeah, you know the game that I'm very excited to. Watch the playthrough of <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I'm gonna play that game. Oh, <laughs> same, same. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for man, that game. November I've wa- I've, I think so. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, it's I, November. Sometime in November. So far, I heard that it's going. It's gone gold. So that's that's a good idea. That's a good. That's some good news, considering that there was like recent news saying that it, the developers were going on crunch time. So that means staggered release per platform, de ba? Parang yung mga unay mga parang PlayStation and like Xbox. Yeah. You can, never, like you can never also go wrong with the developers, man. CD Projekt Red has like. Uh, an amazing I don't know. They're, they're, yeah their track record with uh, Witcher, Witcher 3 Witcher, Witcher. oh Witcher Gate, I think it goes back to Baldur's Gate you know but Wait, really it's Baldur's the Witcher Gate. Baldur's Gate I think Baldur's Gate oh, wait. is it Baldur's Gate? I think so I might be wrong but um because the the newest uh, Baldur's Gate just came out Oh okay. Yeah, I haven't been following. Yeah, them. I don't think I don't think uh, they were Baldur's Gate. No, though. I don't think they were Baldur's Gate. Like I think I, they were Larian. Oh wait, they're pun- There's something like that. But you know, with regards to their uh, role-playing games, their storytelling, yeah, CD Projekt Red has been doing great. So with regards to uh, Cyberpunk 2077, given that you have three starting points. Like you can start off like a nomad or something like that, a city boy or a corporate. Wait, okay. we know man. which one Lee is going to use. Yeah, That's corporate. City boy. <laughs> city boy. Going corporate. City boy. No, I feel like I'm gonna go for the nomad, the guy who starts out in the countryside and then ends up at the city. Hmm. Okay. From a from a non-game like non-gamer perspective, like I'm pretty excited for the playthrough of this game just for the visual oh, just for the visuals of cyberpunk man because um you know that's kind of like the look i'm super into that's what you're going for, with also with your yeah for game. like my like yeah for my photography not work related i like taking nightscapes and then like turning it into like this neon dystopian looking stuff just the part of the color play of the game like when i first saw it I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely watching this game, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are gonna be a lot of people playing that game once it's out. Yeah. For sure, and I think we should, uh, you know, talk about that also how our experience experiences go, and also how Nico's playthrough watch on YouTube uh, goes. Parang <laughs> you don't have to play it to experience it. Well. Hopefully, maybe one day I'm gonna try streaming that game. Hey, I'm gonna try, yeah. I'm gonna try oh, streaming, man. Yeah, I'm gonna Do try it, streaming. Are you gonna bring back Lee Gaming? I'm I'm thinking I might change the the tag though. <laughs> Why? It's it's classic. It's, no, it's classic. Every, every everyone is like going H H Lee Gaming. H Lee. I'm like, Aww. I'm like, you know, what? it's just not. It's just not. It just doesn't. It's just not people easy. don't okay. People don't get it because like it's our context. No, okay. so I'm like I, I gotta figure out uh, something that's a little bit more catchy, not something to go like you have to think twice. Like hmm, H Lee, Holly, Holly. You you don't think of that, but you know, like in Pinoy culture, like how you spell certain names, like John J H O N. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I mean, like that but that's acceptable yeah. right people will say oh John <laughs> like here yeah, John so ganon but if you put the H first it doesn't work it doesn't seem to you work know, I, I get you uh, on my experience for that 
my whenever I play a game that requires me to have like a username, I go for my go my my, my go to. Uh, yeah, you what's you, up, you, Meng? you have a go to name. I have a go to name. It's what's up, Meng. Yeah. And people all like I've experienced a few people ask me like if I'm a girl. What's up, Meng? Because of like. Uh, like apparently, I think Meng is like a girl. Apparently, like, no. <laughs> like Meng, I think is a girl name in our context. I see. Parang. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, because you know, I don't think they say it the way it's meant to be said. Like, what up, Meng? Pero, uh, I think when people read it, they're like, "What's up, Meng?" Like a girl, uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. Whenever, I get I, whenever it. someone goes like, uh, <laughs> parang, uh, oh, there's a girl in the chat. I'm like, no, there, is. <laughs> no, there's not. I'm a dude. <laughs> Sorry, like I've I've gotten the a few of that from like Among Us. Oh, interesting. Like, that's, okay. that's that's mm. a nice that's a nice segue actually. You know, uh, I, I... Oh, are we segueing to Among Us? Let's no. go to Among Us. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think in, in general, like I think we we've been talking a lot about you know our our experiences with gaming and all, but especially given the pandemic, there's been a, a shift or a tendency towards more interactive gaming, and it's not really like online stuff where you're connected to you know like sixty people on Call of Duty. Uh, um, you know, those really intense ones but you know there have been these small small indie games I think like Fall Guys we can talk about that Among Us where you're basically just playing with friends and having a good time what can you guys uh, tell about or say about our experiences there well I'll, I'll start I'm just so surprised that game got so popular given that it was out since 2018 is this Among Us Lee or Fall yeah guys? that's Among Us Among oh, nice. Us uh, let's go with Among Us yeah it came out 2018 and it only shot up a couple of months ago. Nice. Okay. And like to the level where it's at now, where it's like super memeable. Yeah, to the to the level where it's at, where you practic, where I practically see uh, highlight reels, people reacting, highlight shouting, nice. and stuff like that. So I'm like, wow! I I never knew this kind of cute looking game was gonna get that big. I mean, no one heard about it until just recently. Nice. Mismo. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I, like, I, I like the whole point where it's like, you know, there's there's all these competitive games out there, right? Dota, uh, Fortnite, um, League of Legends, CSGO, yeah. Valorant. And you're always like fighting each other. But this one's yeah. you're fighting among your friends. <laughs> you know, I, I, want, I want to add something to that, Lee. Because like, I think Nico was the one who introduced me um, into board games. Maybe that was a decade, a, a decade ago already. And like even at work, um, oh wow! Uh, honestly, even at work, we, we came up with this thing called the BOB. That's like our little board group, uh, board game group there. And um, we're very heavy on games like Avalon or Deception stuff, Spyfall. And actually, Nick, this is you sharing, you know, what you know to me, and this is me just sharing with my friends. Uh, especially at work, right? So it, it's very interesting how Among Us just really clicked because it it was actually a more enhanced version of Avalon where there's an imposter or a spy and you just basically interact and you have to find out who the person is. And it's just so much fun when you're interacting with friends because you're not afraid to call someone out. You're not afraid to you know, trash talk a little bit. It makes it very fun, actually. It makes the time pass well. So, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, the the game that I related to uh, Among Us is uh, Werewolf. Yeah, so yeah, very simple. Give, yeah. Like given uh, now that there's a, a a game version where you don't need to be uh, what's that? A virtual version there, a virtual version where you don't have to have your friends all physically around you. Where you can easily like also like do your own thing in Among Us and stuff like that. It just it just makes it so much simpler to like connect and play at any at any given time. Yeah. Given that it's also free on mobile, so yeah. it's like it's a huge plus. You know, I hear uh, I hear what Raji's saying about um, like the fun of it when you're playing um, with friends because. Uh, you're not afraid to call people out because there's the lack of jai because you you know you're familiar with the people. With your friend, with friends, yeah. But but I don't know. You played personally. Personally, personally speaking, at least with Among Us and other games of that nature, the two of you guys know how competitive I am when it comes to these kinds of games. You're very competitive, Nico. Like I'm. I'm I'm very bad manners when it comes to these kinds of <laughs> games, man. I don't care if you've been my best friend for ever or like a stranger I just met today. If someone's calling, like if someone's doing bullshit, <laughs> I will attack. I, I call it out. I attack. I get very weirdly emotional about it. Oh yes, and yes, I think you. I think this is why I'm horrible with these kinds of games, because uh, uh, stuff like Among Us. Um, and you know the physical counterpart games of uh, Among Us require a certain level of unreadability, right? Because yes. you're trying to you're trying to deceive a level the rest of, of the deception. group. Yes. <laughs> But uh, for some, I know I know this. Like in my head, I know that this is the way to win. That you have to have like this air of mystery to you a bit, just so that you throw people off. But my natural. Uh, My natural response to when being accused of something is to like bite the head of, <laughs> bite the head off someone else, and like retort with the weirdest, most emotional pleas of, "No, I am not the spy. I am not the imposter. This is why." And then I list down like all the reasons why I am not the the spy, the, so, the spy, so the imposter, whatever. Nico, just make that mental note that uh, when he starts listing down reasons, then there's a high possibility that he is the spy. <laughs> no, you can't. The, the, when I list down reasons, there's a high possibility that I am not the spy. And yet, for some reason, people still go like, you know what? Let's just vote you out, man. And it like pisses me. <laughs> like, my competitive side just goes, but why? It's not the efficient choice to make to vote me out. You know, there's I, a better... I have a hot take on this, Nick's. At least based on all my all the experience that I have, and I think this just might be a me thing, but sometimes with games like this, when you're interacting with friends or a barricade, there's already a preconceived notion as to which person in the barricade is being targeted. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys can uh, echo that sentiment, but it happens a lot with me also. Like, okay, this person is like this, mostly will target him. You know, I I don't know, but like it just happens sometimes. That's like a advantage or disadvantage when you're playing with your friends. You'll always go like, ah, Nico, he's so good. Let's just kick him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just kick him out. He's, he's probably just... the imposter. 
Oh, he's a crewmate. Is that person's okay. fault for being good, though? <laughs> Why must we be penalized for skill? It's like, oh, he's that probably the imposter. <laughs> Just kick him out. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'd rather lose to a stranger than someone I know. <laughs> like, my ego cannot handle if, like, I have to be, like, uh, showed and set aside by a friend. Because <laughs> parang like, oh man, I gotta get this one back. Yeah. <laughs> At least with a stranger after the match and then, like, you leave the table. Bye, dude. Enjoy your life. I don't know how... But it's can... harder if you're part of the life of the other person. True. I don't know how you guys um, have experiences on this, but when you're playing in a public uh, server, for example, like in Among Us or other games like this, um, I, I, I don't have much joy in that just because, number one, there are a lot of cheaters out there. Uh, oh, yeah, two, I've been heard hearing about the hackers. A lot of trolls. You know how, example, you're playing and then the game starts and then suddenly someone just calls an emergency meeting off the bat and you know that this is not going to be a serious run. Yeah, you know? like when something like that happens, I automatically type, Bakit? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Not even like who or where or what. Like, I just need a reason why this is happening. Right? And sometimes it gets a little demoralizing for me. That's why it's really nice to have like, you know, uh, a set of friends play with oh that's so nice that's such a well, believe that's such me a nice thing to hear <laughs> friendship makes the world bless go your heart but really dude like even when first person shooters uh from before like overwatch you're playing in a group of six and then suddenly someone leaves the group and then you know in that in a game like that it's so important to have all six of you because you're all role based and then when that one person leaves, you just kind of, you're against the ropes and then you know you're going to lose, you're a little bad trip. So it's just it's just an interesting um, dynamic, you know. Oh, yeah, any game, okay. personally, any game that you play with your friends, it's always more fun. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like those kinds of games where there's like an option of play styles. Mm. And then parang I like noticing what people tend to go for that's true yeah that's very true it's a, like you mentioned Overwatch uh, I'm a like I'm a Winston main and this is me say, like as if I play Overwatch a lot <laughs> like I think I played Overwatch three times in Raji's house <laughs> and and all those times I was Winston because Winston has auto aim because <laughs> the lord knows I can't aim for shit but Parang, oh yeah, if, yeah. If not Winston has that nice like zapper thing where it's like you just get oh, close to the guy and you're like, <laughs> right? Exactly. So for me, because I am a I'm a I'm a bad shot, I'll just go for that. <laughs> Same reason why uh, I know. Um, what's this other game you lend me, Lee? Uh, Uncharted. I oh, yeah, hmm. Uncharted. Uncharted. Wow, that's a great game. Lee 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 lent me Uncharted. I used to just borrow games from Lee because we both had PS3s. I borrowed Uncharted. Uh, it it didn't have auto aim. Part, no. <laughs> Very yeah. first part of the game. Yeah, that, doesn't, just, that doesn't have auto aim. I think I pressed eject. I put the CD back in the case. I returned it to Lee, and then I watched the playthrough. That, that seems to be a recurring habit, Nick. I like oh, it. That's for sure. It seems to be a recurring habit, indeed. So, what game have you finished, Nico? <laughs> the game uh, of life. <laughs> Game of life? No, man. That's a never-ending journey. Ah, I like that. I'm going to post that, Lee. 
<laughs> with RPGs, I don't think I've ever like finished the game. <laughs> That's okay. No, but yun yeah. Parang I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys, or you know how like you know how podcasters ask. So let me ask you this. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Ask? What what kind of characters? Like you know the the mga tropes do you usually go for? Because mm. when I, for example, ako, uh, I I'm the type that likes to go for yung mga very melee 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 whatever pronunciation you prefer melee heavy high health uh, front line. Kumbaga, I'm the fr- I like being the frontliner. Yeah, I like being the tank. Mm, okay. Parang uh, I'm not very high DPS type of characters like for me I don't like staying in the side uh, I like being in the, the front and center of the action and just taking the damage so other people can yeah. like, do the big shit I'm so the like, same. what about you guys I'm, I'm the same as you because I'm more of a tank slash support. you wanna you wanna be the sponge <laughs> yeah no no, no. You, wanna, you just wanna feed the opponent that's not good <laughs> yeah. not the one the feed but like you know uh I just, I just want to be the one in front so that it's like I guess partly to draw attention to people uh, from away from people and like you know I get a sm- smack like you know, in Dungeons and Dragons my go-to is get my Warhammer and smack the person mm, I see. <laughs> and spam that move yeah. so how about you Raj what would you do you know I is think it the same like Nick I was a, there was a time where I'm always tank first, and I think to a point I'm still tank first. But I notice I've been tending towards support characters or support support roles more in recent years. I think that's because I try to support others. Hmm. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Joke! I, I yeah. What a slip in, man! <laughs> man! No, 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 okay. That's the di- that's the digestible teaser content we need, <laughs> so that this show is watched. No, okay. Wow. Seriously though, I think Nick's. I like support roles because I support others. No, sorry, Bra- I try to support others, not always successfully. As you may know, Nick's in our DMB campaign, I'm I'm a support character, but I tend For to sure. damage as well. So in general, I like to be. Um, a little away from the battle but still involved so I guess in D&D I'm like that in Overwatch I'm more of a support slash um what's this yeah a support a support character I'm 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 a, I'm a little surprised that you mentioned that like for Overwatch because I know for the love of me mm. you know I know you're a ha- like you're super weirdly into Hanzo <laughs> ah yeah, no, no. Hanzo is not support <laughs> I, no, I'm exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Why, like, he kept saying support, but no. uh, Raji to us at like one point in our lives, Raji kept quoting. Go do do waku shokurao. Yuga wagateki wakurao. There, that's it, diba? I used that. He's a he's a range guy. Yeah, yeah, no, but I was never. I never used them actually. I just quoted him for his words. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, are you serious? I always <laughs> thought. Sorry, but like for the longest time, I really thought you were like a Hanzo main. No, just because no, no, no. every time we talk, for some for, like you figure out a way to into yeah. to slip in the fact that you were going to now 
you know, summon the dragon. And <laughs> <laughs> that was all pop culture, man. Like, I never used Hanzo because for majority of my Overwatch life, Hanzo was like bottom tier. I think they made him god tier for a while, but like for most of my time, he was useless. Would you be like a Zen? Yeah, Zenyata. Zenyata. Like, yeah, parang, support parang feeling ko nga, if not Hanzo, you'd be like a Zen. Yeah, Zenyata. What about you, Lee? What's like, uh, what's yeah. like the trope? character trope that you're Fica into. Lee is aggro. I don't know. Hmm. I've always liked aggro. <laughs> but the problem is that being DPS, there's like a huge responsibility because you have to deal the most damage. Oh. You have to deal the damage. If you're not dealing damage, that's already useless. Yeah, the entire team suffers. Like oh, everyone's, defending, everyone's defending and everything and as the DPS, you have to take down certain targets fast. Correct. Yeah, that's a huge responsibility. So, like, with regards to Overwatch, I would rather be tank or support. So it's a mix of both of you guys. But honestly, yeah. if I was any good, yeah, I'd go DPS. I'd go a little gung-ho, but, you know, dying too much, it's just not going to help the team. <laughs> Raji and Lee, I think you guys can guess... Uh, I don't play Overwatch a lot, but Eva, there's a character. <laughs> you you saw where I was headed there, huh? Eva, what? Yeah. Dude, like, if I were an over, like, I know Overwatch is kind of like dead. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not whatever. So I mean, I mean you could lizard, we could lizard. talk about Apex. We could talk about Apex if you want, but just because of this particular character, I kind of want to bring the topic in just a little longer. Uh, my favorite character in uh, Overwatch is uh, D.Va. Ah, <laughs> uh, D.Va. Of course. Why? Why D.Va? Because D.Va is a very skilled pilot. Really? From where? From uh, Overwatch. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I meant from which country, man? <laughs> uh, well, D.Va because si Hannah Song... She's uh, <laughs> you remember she's, the name? Yeah, no, yeah, dude, I love Diva so much. She's such a good tank. Okay, uh, cool. I can, I've watched so many, I've watched so many playthroughs of Diva. <laughs> uh, Diva's from South Korea, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like I have an affinity for Diva. You know, for I, various reasons. I cannot wait for our podcast on uh, travel or society in general. We're gonna yeah, dude, because I can, I can like, actually contribute significantly to the conversation. Oh. Hey, I, I, I have a quick question for you guys. What are your thoughts on uh, esports? I started learning about esports over the pandemic, and it's very interesting. I think it's a. I think it's interesting too. I mean, I think the. I don't play a lot of the esport games, but. I like watching some of them, especially uh, Dota's, the international. Filipino announcers mm. are the best. Ah, uh, yeah. Why? Lakat Batatag! <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, that's one of the taglines that got so famous during the 2018 or 2019. Yeah, 2018, the champion team kept spamming that uh, voice cast. <laughs> I, I forget what it's called in Dota 2. Like when they were winning, like beating the team, they'd always spam that certain like uh, shoutcaster thing. So yeah, it's it's on the the score. You can score esports. You can check that out, Neeks. You know, parang I feel 
I'm the type of person that when it came to the whole esports thing, I was very uneducated about the the whole scene because I came from the idea na like you know how like you consider these guys athletes and they rightfully are but for like initially when I first heard about like oh they want they're gonna make like a like a league oh man like a very organized league and then parang athlete I was like really? Well, Nix, I can't blame you. Like back then, you wouldn't have thought like people oh, with their keyboards and everything, their keyboard and mouse, just playing Dota all day. We're gonna be people that were would make millions of dollars. But like this, you know, exactly. This pandemic was like a big eye opener because I started watching yeah. uh, a particular YouTube channel that talked about uh, esports in general, and this is not my wheel well at all. So it was a very solid education. Yeah, you, you, parang, know, you, you know, I started you, watching about the parang Team Liquid, the mga yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, guys, I have a stat up here. Uh, I, I, to your points, I have a stat up here. Dota 2 2020. Yeah, have you seen that shit? The, the total prize pool is seventy-seven million dollars. Okay. Oh, wait, seventy-seven? No, it's forty million dollars. I have right. it up here. It says seventy-seven though. Like for the total prize. Oh no, that's this is Counter Strike. Huh? That's Counter Strike. Counter Strike's like really big. No, Dota Two right now, the international is forty million dollars. That's even yeah. more than last year. Last year was That's like almost thirty like something. Two billion bucks. It, 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 so, shows, it shows just the impact esports has, honestly. So it shows like if you just make it to the international, you're you're going home with money. Yeah. No matter what place you you end up with. Leandro, Leandro, you want to shout out Spin.ph for that statistic? <laughs> I haven't. Are we on the same? I are we on the same page right now? No, I haven't seen Spin. I haven't visited Spin.ph in okay. a while. What's up, Spin.ph? Uh, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, Not I mean, really. esports. At first, yeah, I was just like, yeah, Dota, Counter Strike, okay. But getting into like the um, the stories behind like certain teams, like when I started following like a certain like Dota 2 for the international there was that certain there was this team called uh, OG so they're like oh. they were like the underdogs and everything and then I just after I, I got uh, sucked into the drama that was going on for that team during 2018 and like following their story getting to the finals was like wow all right they made it like who no one thought that 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 team would have won that year, mm. and then the following year, everyone's like, "Oh, Ti, no one goes, no one wins twice in Ti, let alone back to back. Like in the entire history, no team has won the title twice, and then this team does it. So that basically makes history. They basically made history and made a lot of money, hmm. a lot of money." Like they could retire right now. How but old they, are they? Like they're they're like young. Their age 20s. range? Yeah, they're like early twenties, mid twenties. Yeah. <clears throat> you know the the thing that super blows my mind is the level of um, acclaim and celebrity and regard that these people garner from fans. In the same sense, like when I see, like me with people like uh, Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler and LeBron yeah. and all these people. 
there are people who treat these uh, athletes, these uh, esports athletes, in the same regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Na parang yung tipong when I grow up, I want to be like uh, this guy or that guy. Yeah, that's well, a thing now, man. I mean, before it was all like, oh, I want to be the best basketball player. I want to be the best football player. Now it's like, I want to be the best in Dota 2. I want to be the best know, in Valorant. I don't know. I, I was just going to say also, you know, uh, initially, I was going to say, when will the time come when esports becomes like an official degree in college, you know? But apparently, uh, Google. No, apparently, a, a, a number of colleges have it. There. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, there's some in Ateneo, in La Salle, in Holy Angel, in UP. Yeah, now you now you see your kid playing Dota 2, like your future kid play, yeah. playing Dota 2. You're like, hmm, kaya mo ba maging varsity? <laughs> with the jersey. Can you get a scholarship with that? Dude, it's, it's booming, man. Like, I think it's a good space to be in also, if that's your type of thing. I'm, I mean, I think it's gonna be an official sport, like an official category, once it makes it to the Olympics. Yeah, is it? Not yet, right? Not yet. Not yet but I think there were talks about it. But you know, who knows? Who knows how, for, how when that will happen? So I mean, it made it to the SEA Games, right? That's like, right. Dota, yeah. 2, oh, wow. Dota 2 was that's at least true, part in true. the SEA Games. So that's a that's a step forward. Uh, as for it to be widely accepted, uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. And I, I love how I love how with esports, again, this is me being just, you know, in the initial stages of my education about the scene. I love how there's still that parang level of uh Rivalry. Ah oh, yes. There's I mean, a that... level of rivalry, talaga na parang okay. You know, traditional rivalries that I am very much aware of for the whole Lakers and the Celtics that yeah. goes on like that is deeply rooted in history. Recently, like it was the Warriors and the Cavs. Local uh, scene. Right now, it's kind of it's kind of looking like Jimmy Butler and LeBron are like the two people being compared. Pero tipong in esports, it's like. Faker and like Faker has like a list of people na parang in the League of Legends scene. These are parang hit list niya. Yeah, yeah. It's a more the people thing, yeah. the people that he took down. Oh man, as Faker. a player. And I was like, initially when I was watching videos about this, I'm like, really? Yeah. And then you get to see talaga na. You know, because it's a lot of work to to be a gamer, to be a professional gamer as well. So, you log in roughly like I, I'm guessing like the same kind of hours. Yeah. Tapos, you know, you you're pitted against these people in a similar concept as the traditional athlete. So, of course, it makes sense that these guys have rivals because these are the ones that are, parang in the way of your goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I super respect that. I super recognize the ganap of that talaga. Yeah. What I also like about the esports scene right now is, since it's also something close uh, to my childhood, to our childhood, I, I also love how <clears throat> the scene is also backed up and supported by so much advanced statistics. You were mentioned nga, you mentioned nga Nix na si Faker has a hit list. It's so cool because, <clears throat> you know, let's say for example, going back to Overwatch, 
you have already a scouting report of the other team. Oh, like what, yeah. what tendency this coaching so parang you, you, you have this sort of configuration they have theirs you rotate one player out for another player because you know this guy has a higher tendency to do flanking or to be aggro or to be a tank so it's, it's really cool it's really fascinating stuff honestly the level of like intentional adjustment you do depending on like the team that you're up against in my like in in my head initially it was like do you really need to do that i mean it's a game right mm-hmm. and then you see it in practice na oh wow they're really strong sa top or they really they really do stuff sa mid or sa bottom so you you have to prepare for it talaga yeah I'm like really amazed. No, it's amazing, man. I mean, there's just so many characters in these games, right? Like, you wonder where where did they start? Where did they figure out like which particular composition is gonna help them win the game? Like in League, there's so many characters. Dota, there are so many characters. I'm, I personally never played those games to the most. Uh, competitive level but yeah it's just like it's just overwhelming for me to figure out where to start I think the cool thing about it like esports traditional traditional athletics parang there's a level like there's a certain barrier of entry traditionally yeah yeah, yeah. like that makes sense there are there are people who are better suited to to play sports professionally just because from the you know their genetic makeup mm, yeah you're taller you're stronger you're faster your muscles are developed in a particular way now I, th- I think the normal person um just from the sheer uh nature of how he is parang hindi ata siya composed for it but esports parang there's a certain level of like level playing field mm. Now more people could be that LeBron figure in the esports world if you put in the time and the practice and the effort and you, the dedication to it, talaga, right? Yeah. yeah. You, parang you look at the guy. You look at the guys who play and who are making bajillions of dollars. They aren't your traditional athletes quote, per se. Quote, yeah, per se. But like, the you know. I know it, the the effort, the dedication that they put into it, the time that they put into it, talaga, have molded them into these competitors. Na ibang klase. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you don't have to be the tallest person to play a game. You don't have to be the most. You don't have to be the strongest. But if you have good reflexes, you're familiar with the character. You're familiar with your equipment. You can become an athlete now. Yeah. That's what esports has done. It has at least given other people opportunity to be competitive. Like, you know, like some some kid who's only five feet tall, wanted to play basketball but can't. I mean, they can try to play basketball, that, but they're going to have a really difficult time. There are exceptions. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, I get get, getting, getting to... They're far and few, eh, no? And then those exceptions. At least they'll they'll have an opportunity like in esports to probably excel. And if that person's good at it, wow. At Why not? You have a career path ahead of you. Uh, and like if it's something that you're passionate about, 
something that you're willing to pursue yeah. full time. The 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 only thing that's stopping you really is, you know, how much do you want to to go for it? So parang like that level of a uh, that level playing field talaga for the everyday person for gaming. Uh, I think would be I, it's it's cool. Heck, even like ma <laughs> bring the conversation to stuff I know. K-pop idols, <laughs> they have a they they. I mean, sometime like a few months ago, they did like a, an esports uh, parang competition. So it's parang they're playing this battle royale game, and then a bunch of idols from different groups were just uh, in one arena playing each other. So parang I feel na the the reach of esports, like the appeal of esports, is quite vast. No? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely agree. If you guys were like, uh, pretend for one second that you guys are like professional gamers, what would be like tips that uh, you you could dish out? Like you're confident in saying that this works for me in particular games or something like that. I think like for for tips with regards to competitive gaming, you gotta learn how to uh, handle your tilt. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn how to handle tilt because it's competitive. Right. You need to be able to focus. You need to be able to keep in mind your objective. But when you're tilted, what? when you're tilted, what's uh, what is tilt? Tilt is tilt is a snap, term. <laughs> it's not, what? It's not necessarily snap, but it's basic. It's it's a term that derived from poker actually, tilting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a term from poker where you're at a at no longer at the most focused state of mind where you start doing uh losing it. start doing uh irrational decisions where so basically you're kakalat kana basically yeah. yeah in a way your game plan has changed it's no ah. longer the same thing that you were planning to do the entire game at that particular point where you're tilted it's just gonna either make or break you. So if yeah. you can't handle that, there's no way you're gonna be able to compete. Like yeah. for me, my experience of tilt would be in Hearthstone. Oh yes. <clears throat> so, Especially when RNG gets you, Lee. Uh, yeah, when <laughs> RNG gets me, it's just like, uh, why am I even playing this game? So like being able to recenter my focus, be able to realize that ah, it's just part of the game helps me at least be able to like move forward try to win because in the end it's it's a game there's always going to be a winner there's always going to be a loser so the best thing you can i can do is just to uh, just learn from my mistakes try How's to the meta better. of hearthstone now dude like the i haven't meta? played hearthstone uh, the so meta long. is uh eh. based from like what youtubers and some streamers are saying people don't really like the meta it's it's a i like it but it's because people still play Hearthstone because of the new mode. It's called the uh, Battlegrounds. It's basically a. I think like gauntlet, It's a it's Power an eight style. player mode. It's an oh. eight player mode where there's only one winner. So it's so you get you randomly are shuffled among each other, and then there's always gonna and there's gonna only be one person left left standing. 
So, so essentially, it's a it's Blizzard's a, way to automate what we did a few years ago. It's a, you know, in a fire side up. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't have the same deck. It's a deck. It's like a yeah. It's a deck building game where you're gonna be picking out certain creatures, certain minions throughout your playthrough to form like a certain competition. So one of the great things about that is that you don't need your own. You don't need to buy packs. Mm. You don't need to buy packs. So anyone can play it. So anyone can start from scratch and learn how to be competitive in the game. Like you know, when you're playing the standard meta and everything, you have to have a certain deck. You have to have a certain card. If you don't have them, you're probably gonna lose, or probably just not gonna have a easy time compared to someone who has every card in the game. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Lee, just to jump onto that from Hearthstone and stuff. Another tip that I would have, <clears throat> not only for competitive but even for casual, um, when you play games. You have to know what your threshold is to spend, and actually, this is more prevalent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's, something. That's that's something else. <laughs> this is something prevalent in mobile games specifically, also because of all the microtransactions. You know, I want to buy this so that I can get ahead of my opponent and win, right? Um, I, I and that's totally fine, at least for from from my perspective, totally fine. But you have to be careful. You know when uh, and control yourself when you feel like you know you want to just stay in this certain threshold. And if you don't plan to spend at all, you have to be happy with the fact that others might just be better than you. So I think it circles back also to going on tilt in a way. So you just really have to manage That's, expectations. It's it's you all know, whenever I'm, whenever I play whenever I play uh. Mobile Legends yeah. starting now because of what you said. Yeah. That's just what I'm gonna tell myself every time I lose because <laughs> my threshold for spending is zero. I absolutely hate play to win. Mm. Uh, sorry, Mobile Legends. Uh, that's pay to win, eh? That's really? from pay to win. Pay to win. So that's yeah. uh, that. That's what I'm gonna tell myself every time I lose. Pay to win. Yeah. I didn't. So you, you, win you have to play another oh, game, and there's that new one that's called Wild Rift. That's the League of Legends for mobile, or we can play uh, Pokemon Unite. Pokemon Unite, like when that. That, we're playing that. Okay, we're playing. When that comes out, yeah. what's up, Tencent? Hey, Tencent, if you're hearing us, that means that you're spying on us. <laughs> and also, if you are spying on us, sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> no, I, I get you about the whole spending thing, Raj. I mean, I recently got into this new game called. Gotcha. Uh, Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Oh my god. I was waiting for us to start talking about Genshin Impact because I have so many questions. Oh. Because I have literally, I know nothing about Genshin Impact. Well, okay. Aside from the fact it's always on my timelines now. I, I, I have to say, I think the reason why it's so popular, it's because it's a free game. It shows, it just shows the power of a free game, no? Yeah. Okay, paint me a picture. What is this game? So basically, it's a action RPG in an open world environment. So you can like explore this world called Tevant. Yes, Tevant. And yeah, it's a lot of exploration. So if you don't like open world, this probably won't be a game for you. If you it's don't like the... If, hmm? It's similar to Final Fantasy. Uh, it's 
not entirely, but close enough. It's are there dungeons or monsters that click? No, there are no uh, clickers. There are no clickers. All right, then I guess I'm playing it. <laughs> well, you can try on mobile. I mean, it's not hard to like just try. It's free. <laughs> the only problem with it is that the file size is just ginormous. Like for your phone, you definitely have to at least have at least five gigabytes. Well, maybe pass. So that <laughs> means like the graphics must be like pretty. Solid, yeah, yeah right. Pretty, I mean, pretty, pretty good. good. I like that. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, I like anime, and the aesthetics is pretty close to it. So, yeah, I got hooked to it because of its appeal. But aside from that, playing it on PC and mobile, it's just so convenient because I get to play it more seriously when I'm playing it on PC, and then when I'm playing it on mobile, it's just casual. It's just like at least I can do some quests while I'm. While it's uh, my free time, stuff like Your that. Your accounts are linked. Yeah, my accounts are linked. So the progress, uh, the progress is um, carried over. Yeah, there. That's the word. It's carried over. It's not the same for PS4 players, though. If you're playing PS4, you can only play it on PS4. <laughs> uh, so yes, this Genshin Impact. I think, yeah, it's gonna be here for a while. It's a though. The only gripe I have is that it's it's that kind of game. It's a gotcha game where you gotta, I gotta watch my spending. Cause you know, there are certain characters that can only be obtained through this wish system, which is their gotcha system, where it's so hard to get them with a 0.6, 0.6 percentage of getting it, which is practically impossible to get everyone. So unless you have like unlimited cash but yeah so so yeah i'm just like i'm just enjoying it so far not spending not spending yeah. too much i'm just enjoying it that it's like an open world it's easy to play the music's great actually the music's pretty good nice you know i'm i'm thinking about like how over the years parang the cell phone has become like a very capable quote-unquote i mean I, I don't think i even have to quote-unquote this like it's a plat like the cell phone's like a platform in itself and then for games, oh, it right? is it is i mean that's why blizzard try is trying to tap into the mobile market uh did you know that a couple of years ago when they announced diablo the next diablo game was going to be on mobile people oh. freaked out People freaked out because the hardcore gamer, ah, the hardcore players are PC gamers. So seeing that the developer is shifting to mobile, it's kind of like saying that they see the trend where most people are starting to play on their phones. Uh, but you know, the hardcore can't accept that. But statistics say that a lot of gamers these days are playing on mobile. Like the examples are that, like Genshin, it's it's a lot of people are playing it like Genshin alone in mobile made at least 60 million dollars mm. wow dude like that's it, a lot yeah that's a day, lot at the end of the day it's business driven right where the money is at right? yes and then like Among Us I hear Among Us has a lot more players playing on their mobile devices I get it I think parang the reason why I wanted to bring up like the phone as a platform was because 
exactly the reason that you just mentioned. But I wanted to talk about like the merits of the more traditional consoles, especially now that you know they're good. We're shifting towards like the next gen of consoles, the right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I've been the new so I've been a segue, no? <laughs> yeah, PS5 and Xbox is coming up. Xbox. <laughs> Are you guys and like the, like the naming Xbox, man? It's a uh, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. Okay, I gotta I gotta first uh, comment on Microsoft on this. What are you doing, man? <laughs> the name, I don't like it. It's confusing. It is, man. I heard. I heard like people tried to uh, buy the Xbox Series X, but some people bought the old one, the Xbox. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, what was that? Xbox. Xbox One. <laughs> Xbox. Exactly. See, this is where I feel Sony as a as a hardware developer has got the has got Microsoft beat. It's very simple. PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Last one was PlayStation 4. What's the upcoming console? I think it's PlayStation, PlayStation 5. 5. Yeah, it's PlayStation 5. I think so too. Yeah. Logically, it would be 5. There, there, there. Yeah, I'm right. It's X. So the old generation, the current generation right now of Xbox is Xbox One X. So you you can imagine when people were trying to buy the new Xbox Series X, they didn't think that Xbox One X was any different. Yeah, they but they had the same price tag after all. <laughs> it feels like a marketing nightmare. Yeah, they, they like should. How do I differentiate these products? They they, they yeah, well uh, their second ga- their second console was the Xbox 360. So. Where do you go from there? One back to Xbox one. one. <laughs> Are we talking yeah, about right? from the Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox Yo, One the, X? For like the Microsoft fanboys, we're not busting on the hardware of these no, consoles. They're the very simple. The naming, uh, the naming convention for Microsoft really just gives me a headache, and this is why I feel like, aside from the fact that I've Always grown from a Sony PlayStation console up to the third one. I didn't really get the fourth, and I don't see myself getting the fourth. For that very reason, I am getting the PlayStation Five over the Xbox <laughs> S nice. X whatever. Like you, you guys, you have a lot of letters to go through, so I know you're covered for the next twenty plus years. But actually, <laughs> But, the question uh, is: getting the consoles on launch? Or are you waiting a bit? Oh, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting a lot. Same. I'm not the gamer here. So I'm, I just want. I'm probably gonna get it on launch if uh, I can get one. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that, Lee. Because because like with the whole pandemic, the whole uh, shortage, the productions and everything. Like I, like I hear like there's gonna be a shortage coming up, and the thing is in the states they've already done pre-orders and it went by in a snap. Yeah, what more? But here, here, but here in the Philippines, they haven't even said anything about pre-orders. Data Blitz, iTech, hello, walapa, nothing. So, part of me is like thinking they might only announce it last minute, and that's not gonna be good, especially if you're like trying to observe 
social distancing, right? Yeah, you don't have those long sure. lines, right? Exactly. So like people who want to get the console right away, especially those who have been like stuck at home for how many months and are like itching for this new technology right now, will want to line up no matter what because they're like, I want this console now. And there's still no pre-orders. Okay. It's okay. you you bring you bring up like the you know the developing technologies of these consoles, and uh, I think a while ago we've sort of established that phones are very capable. Yeah. yeah. Why would the average for you guys? Uh, why do you think the average consumer would still want to get these next-gen consoles? Ah, uh, Raj, what do you think? I think um, a few things. Number one, the processing power, in the space, just the capability. But but in the phone, no. uh-uh. yeah, yeah, I mean, just the just the capability on its own is one plus. I think on a personal level, or actually a lot of people, I think there's also a sort of nostalgic factor to that. Um, aside from the fact that the screen of the phone has its limitations, um, it's all it's, it's still more preferable to play a console or a PC or you know, specifically like a PS or an Xbox when you're sitting at home in front of a TV. Um, I think it's just easier that way, and yeah. you're. But I think they call it like AAA games. Like you're more open or exposed to that level of gaming over mobile games. I think there's a, just a specific market for each one, uh, equally as strong. I don't know what your take is on that. Well, for me, I feel like, I, well, for me, I've been playing on PC for a long time, for some time now. And I think this particular generation for consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, is like an entry level to a PC. Because the technology in, this, in the new console is really close to the PC these days, like to a like an entry like a entry build PC, you can you can basically just buy a X- Xbox, a new PS5, and it will feel great. It'll be fast. The technology's there, faster load times and everything. I know that that's one of the marketings right now for the new consoles, but that's been around for PC gaming for quite some time already. So. For me, what's gonna drive like the average consumer? The same like what Raji said, like the nostalgia of playing just at home, big screen TV, and of course the games. It's gonna be the games that will dictate which console you're gonna buy. Yeah. And That's but true. there's there's a develop there's a new development going on with Xbox though. Even though they have weird names for their consoles. They came up with this new uh, service called Xbox Game Pass. And basically, it's supposed to be the Netflix of gaming. So but it's basically the, the Stadia of No, 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 no. Stadia was bad. Stadia was bad because you had to uh, you had to buy the games in Stadia. This one's like a subscription. Yes, it's like that's what, that's what I meant. Library. Yeah, that's what oh. I meant. That's what I meant. Now it's like the Netflix of gaming because you just subscribe oh. to it, and then you'll have like hundreds of titles to play anytime, so cool. and almost and I think almost anywhere because they're planning to also put the app in the phone. So oh. it all it seems like it's all leading back to the phone these days, no? But for the developer, like, what's the 
what's the incentive of me putting my game there? I, I don't I don't know selling. I don't know the business side of it, but who really knows? Because the thing is, this Xbox Game Pass is a game changer if it does succeed. Because you're gonna like give out these services that people can access to hundreds of games instead of buying them individually in the future, right? But the games are are these like the yeah? Like, it's gonna be like game? like if you're gonna buy an Xbox Series X and you subscribe to a Game Pass, any of their first huh first uh, what's the term again? Big titles will be there. Any of their any of their exclusives there. We'll use that word. Any of their exclusives oh, okay. that release on that particular day will be out also in their service. Nice. So. Yeah, it's like it's a risk, but Microsoft has the money. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft has the money to do that. And I think if that succeeds, Sony's in pro- Sony's in trouble. Cuz obviously they're going to have to like uh they're going to have to put up a service to sort of counter it. Exactly, but, but you're late you're late to market, ne? Yeah. yeah, right? So it's like I, I see PS5 is just, you know, sticking to their guns, but, you know, with great, with good technological advancements. But with the times these days, you know, like people liking more streaming services, you know, we got Spotify, we got Netflix, but we don't have one for gaming. Like Stadia was a bust because I liked its uh, promise where you could like play your games almost anywhere. But the fact was that you still had to buy the game and you don't physically own it. I think that that threw off a lot of people. Okay, I get that. What about you, Raj? Any thoughts? Honestly, I think um, I wasn't too aware of, uh, of that development. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna stay with my guns here and just really say that I'm a loyal PS guy. Oh, same here, man. I'm going for yeah. PS for him. I mean, like, um, I, 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 I'm at this point, given the fact that I also don't come home a lot, uh, that I don't mind waiting. Uh, I'm very much happy with the time that I have with my games and also with my mobile games right now. And aside from that, right, I'm also playing card games. So there's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot to go around. So uh, I, I'm just excited for the the exclusives for the PS5. Um, for the enhanced graphics, uh, basically just continuing the other known titles that I have grown to love. Like, I'd say um, Assassin's Creed is never gonna go away. Um, hey, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, thinking about that, I'm tempted, even though I've been disappointed so many times in the past, to go back to my first love in games, which is the Dynasty Warrior series. Um, it's been severely. Oh, yeah, that's coming up soon. Right, it's severely underwhelming, and I don't see it improving anytime soon. But one can hope. Um, but these are just the things that I'm uh, looking forward to. Uh, one of one one thing that I also like, actually, I tell Gina this a lot, is um, I remember growing up with offline multiplayer, and given the fact, given the connectivity and everything that's going along, everything is online now, right? But yeah. it's just it's just I, I miss the good old offline multiplayer options like I couldn't really understand 
why games don't have both an online and an offline function. Like for shooters, you know, I just miss playing with my brother. Same TV screen, just you know, spending the evening playing. Split screen, split screen basically. Uh, I, yeah, I remember yeah, all games used to have that. And I know I understand it's harder now given the amount of pixels on the screen at the same time. But um, I, I, I miss that. I miss that. But I don't expect games to go back there just because of everything that online can bring. You know? I heard the new Halo game will have split screen. Is Halo Ooh. still a thing? Yeah, that's the that's one of the the um, the hooks of the Xbox Series X. They're gonna have like the new Halo game there, but it was delayed. So you know, I can't really blame them. I mean, COVID has really uh, threw a curveball for all these developers. Actually, okay. I think to to like uh, to wrap up this episode, I have one final question for you guys. Yes. How long? Actually, this isn't the question yet. How long have we been in in uh, lockdown? <laughs> Seven eight, months. Eight months. Eight months. Eight months. All right. So in the eight in the eight months, roughly eight months that we've been stuck in our areas uh, and left to our games, whatever games may they be. What's the one game that surprised? What's the one game that you played over the pandemic that surprised you, in a good way or a bad way? Let's 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 have that as like a final thought. That's a good question. Um, I'll start with mine because thanks, my- man. I thought about it. <laughs> I'll start with mine because mine is pretty boring. But um, sure. I've never really been a person to try new games, especially that are far away from um, from from the ones that I'm used to. But I remember running some errands, and I, I, I passed by Data Blitz, and I said, "Oh, there's no line, there's no one inside, so I'll go in." Uh, I checked out some titles, and I saw Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14. So this is linked to the Dynasty. Oh my God, what is this? No, no, again, it's not a mainstream game at all. But it's uh it's basically Dynasty Warriors in a strategy format, and I've been playing that ever since the ninth installment came out, and I uh, I didn't even know it was still a thing honestly. So I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay, sure, I'll pick it up. It's still here. And I'm 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 playing it well now. I like it because it doesn't have any. It's not online, so I don't need to worry about internet connection. Um, I don't I don't need to worry about others screwing up. You know. Like the performance or whatever, I'm just playing, uh, dominate, uh, trying to conquer China with my with my with my kingdom. <laughs> oh, careful, careful with these statements, man. <laughs> yeah, and I get your point, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise. So that's 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 the one game in the pandemic that uh, I am thankful for. And to the to the Chinese government official who's listening to our conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend Raji here, he meant like conquering China in the game, and uh, not yours. <laughs> what about you, Lee? What's the one game that like uh, uh, surprised you in a pleasant or unpleasant way? Hmm. I think I still think it's Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I mean, I played a you lot. Didn't expect of that. I, yeah, I didn't expect I would play that game for at least three months, three to four months, like sure. continuously. But the one that was surprising was that 
gamers or like people who I thought wouldn't like playing the game started okay. playing it nice. and and enjoyed playing it. Oh, uh, exactly, so, exactly. So that that surprised me. I, I mean, I played a lot of games that, during this pandemic. Final Fantasy Seven Remake, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and then recently Genshin Impact. But yeah, I think Animal Crossing. Even though I don't play it as much anymore, or I don't, I definitely haven't been playing it for months. It surprised me. It's it's a good game. I mean, anyone can play it. My little cousin plays it. My my good friends play it. So anyone anyone could definitely get into that series. That's nice, Lee. I guess just to ask you, Nico, this time, um, what uh, game playthrough has pleasantly surprised you? No, 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 no. I, I, oh. I have an answer to this. Oh, I have a legit answer game. to this. All right. What okay, game? Uh, while I do agree that... Uh, I, I super agree with Lee's point. I didn't see myself playing Animal Crossing at the start of the year. Obviously, um, it was not in my radar. But... I think when I was playing it, it made sense. So it didn't really surprise me that much. What did, however, weirdly hook me is a game from a... Like, it's a not conventional platform. Mm-hmm. You guys might not be aware of it, but Shopee, <laughs> the online commerce oh, app that... Uh, okay. shout out to Shopee. Shout out to Shopee. We're not sponsored, but like, you know, what's up, man? Hello, hello Shopee, to Big Orange. Is this Shopee Farm mix? No, uh, there's a game like there's a collection of games in Shopee to like sort of keep you hooked to the app. It's their sneaky way of making sure that you're you know you're very aware of the brand and that you're sticking to the app nila. But there's a game called Shopee Candy, and it's like oh. the most basic. Uh, what do you what kind of game do you call it? Like puzzle tile or you know match the. It's essentially like the the match the colors kind of game. Na you know break yeah, yeah, the. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was never into this kind of game. But because, you know, we've been relying on Shopee to be the... to be where I buy stuff right now because my mom's client is Shopee and I wanted to support my mom's client and my mom. I, I suddenly found myself playing the first level of Shopee Candy. <laughs> and uh, I guess since wala naman ginagawa sa bahay, I moved on to level two. Wait, Dude, how many fuck levels? It. I'm on. There's, I, I don't know. It's like, if you keep scrolling up, it just scrolls up to more levels. I'm on level 80 right now. Wow. And I don't think. I, it's weirdly addictive. And then when you run out of lives, it's so weirdly tormenting that you have to wait hours before you can play again. And I think that's what got me hooked. Like the whole annoyance that I can't just keep playing. Like yeah, there's that well, level of. Uh, wow. Okay. That's, that's yeah, there's that level of uh, push and pull. Yeah. Uh, that's that's basically marketing. I mean, I got I'm in marketing and I'm still susceptible to marketing. But yeah. So for me, I really did not expect being a shoppy candy player, <laughs> but here we are. Nice, nice. Hi, Nako. Yeah, shall we wrap up? All right, I guess that's a good session. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's the episode, man. Yeah. That's the first episode of the Tres Amigos podcast show. Oh, that's Wow. Great. How do you get Sorry, let's just take, I mean, like, I'm taking a few right seconds now? to think of things. Oh, I, I think we I'm discussed. I'm taking a few seconds to think of things. I think we discussed on a lot of good topics. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, with regards to do gaming. you guys have any parting? Do you guys have any parting words to our to our currently non-existent audience? Oh, Nico, we will have an audience soon. <laughs> I, you know, we will. Let's build. I'm super. I'm super excited to just like build people to like just you know listen to this stuff. No, oh, this, yeah. was, this was this was a fun session, guys. I didn't even realize the time was going so fast, you know. Like, there's still so much to talk about. But no, there there's I know. a lot to talk about. But yeah. yeah, we can we can talk about it in bits in the future, just bits. Yeah, because yeah. we'll definitely have more episodes coming up soon. Yeah, but well, what do what do I want to say before we leave? I mean, I think gaming's great. It's a great thing to do during your free time. Just don't let it take 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 over you. Yeah. Just, preach, preach, preach. Yeah, but given that it's a pandemic, the, there's a pandemic going on. Being able to reach out to people virtually has been more accessible than before. Gives us time to still bond with each other. Yeah, I think uh, on on what Lee said, I think the notion of gaming transcends the gaming itself. I think it's really just the experience or the feeling that you have when you're playing, and I think that that type of thing is ethereal in a way. Um, you know, I, I don't plan to stop gaming anytime soon because I'm perfectly happy uh, doing it, uh, and I hope those people who find joy in gaming don't stop as well. You know, um, it's a nice time to be playing and you know just bonding with your friends, especially in these hard times. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I would say. That sounds good. That sounds very good. My, my final message is like, uh, keep playing. The only thing that you should stop playing with is hearts. <laughs> and that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to end it, Meeks. Nice one. Yeah, man. Like, I have no idea where that came from. All right. So on behalf of uh, uh, my two best friends over here, we here at the... Tres Amigos Podcast Show would like to thank you for sitting down and making it this far into the podcast. We will be back soon with another topic. So, again, good morning, good evening, good night. Bye-bye. Oh, take Bye-bye, care. Bye-bye, guys. Take care, everyone. Bye.